folks, JR, back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's going to be episode 43, Barrage of Tear Gas. Don't forget now, before we get started, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Go down into the description, hit that link, follow the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, get you a copy of the book, documentary. Go over on Facebook. Go over to my website. All right, now we're gonna do, we're gonna get two statements in today, I believe. Hubbard and McNair. Hubbard was uh, second man on the round. McNair was the team leader and the number four man in the house. Folks, I did confirm through a Attack officer that was on the scene. That, that most definitely is a flashbang going off. I told you I'd get back with you. It took me a while, but I did confirm that. It's going to be the statement of D.C. Hubbard relative to the hostage situation at 2239 Shannon, occurring January 11, 1983. Patrolman Hubbard, how long have you been employed by the Memphis Police Department? 13 and a half years. What is your present assignment? Patrolman 2 with the TAC unit. How long have you been with the tactical unit? Since 1976. What is your duties with the TAC unit in regards to the hostage situation that occurred at 2239 Shannon? I was a member of the assault unit carrying an M16 assault rifle. Patrolman Hubbard, on Thursday, January 13, 1983, did you have an occasion to participate in the hostage situation which occurred at 2239 Shannon? I did. Patrolman Hubbard, I will ask you to state in your own words in detail what you observed and the actions you took in regards to the situation at 2239 Shannon. At approximately 0300 hours on Thursday, January 13, 1983, the decision was made to assault the house at 2239 Shannon Street. Tear gas and artillery simulators were thrown into the house and the A-team designated to assault entered the rear door of the Shannon residence, which was located on the south side of the house. Upon entry into the house, a search was made of the immediate area and officers proceeded on through the house where shots were taken by the officers. This time, I myself approached the hallway leading off to the west side of the house where fire was being taken. Now, what he's talking about that hallway is the southwest bedroom. Several shots were fired by other officers down this hallway, and they proceeded on down the hallway southbound. Actually, that, they actually proceeded northbound, not southbound, at which time I walked down the hallway to secure the area on the west side of the house. As I went down the hallway, I observed what appeared to be a doorway leading into a room which was north off the hallway, at which time I approached and I observed a male black which appeared to be laying on his side in the doorway with what appeared to be some type of weapon in his hands and appeared to be making a move. This time I fired approximately three shots with my M16 rifle and hesitated momentarily before going further down the hallway. Patrolman Ray was also assisting me with a 12-gauge shotgun. As we hedged a little closer, we observed another male black lying 
close beside the first male black, which appeared to have a Smith & Wesson 38 caliber handgun in his hand. At this time, I myself and also Patrolman Ray fired at this male black. I myself fired approximately three or four shots from the M16 rifle and Patrolman Ray one shot from a 12-gauge pump shotgun. After these shots were fired, we hurriedly entered the room where we observed approximately two more male blacks, which were already down, possibly being wounded by other members of the assault team that had entered the room from another direction. We hurriedly swept this room back into the hallway south to the front of the house, and again, that should be north to the front of the house, where Patrolman Hester was found, which appeared to be DOA at this time. We hurriedly got Patrolman Hester out of the house and turned and proceeded to secure the area and make a complete sweep back through the house. As we were going back through making a complete sweep of the house, two more subjects were located, which I myself did not see because I was in the rear of the assault squad. Two more subjects were located and taken down. This time, we continued to make a thorough search of the premises, which proved to be negative. After this was done, we pulled back to the front of the house and secured the area. Just a quick note, folks, that a lot of these policemen on the TAC unit specifically and the police department in general were in the Vietnam War. You can listen to some of these statements and tell which ones actually were in Vietnam. Patrolman Hubbard named the members that were on your team. Patrolman Don Rutherford, Bob Watson, C.R. Summers, myself, and Patrolman H.R. Ray. Patrolman Hubbard, do you know approximately how many shots were fired by the occupants of the house, either at you or in the direction of you and the other officers with you? No, sir, I do not. There were shots fired in your direction, is that correct? There were shots fired as we entered the house. I, myself, and Patrolman Ray were the last two assault members to enter more or less as to secure the area for the four primary assault members. They were taking fire and firing back also, but I have no idea how many shots were fired by the assault members or how many they were receiving from the subject in the house. Describe the type of weapon you fired. The type of weapon I was carrying at this time was an M16 military-type assault rifle. Fires full automatic or semi-automatic. Approximately how many shots did you fire from your M16? Six to eight times. I had one fully loaded clip, which is still partially loaded. Did you fire any type handgun or your service revolver? I did not. And again, they didn't ask them what they were armed with other than the long gun. Do you know if any of your team members fired a service revolver? Not to my knowledge. Could you estimate approximately how far you were from the subjects that you did fire at? I'd say approximately 10 feet. Do you know how many male blacks were in the residence? I think when the total search was completed, we located seven male blacks. Officer Hubbard, if you can, describe the condition that Officer Hester was found. Officer Hester was found lying at the front door of the residence on Shannon, which is on the south side of the house. That's negative, that's actually the north side of the house. Lying approximately three feet from the front door. 
face down with his hands cuffed behind him with his handcuffs in full uniform, jacket, and appeared to be beaten severely about the head. As far as I know, I couldn't tell if he had received any bullet wounds to the legs or any part of his body. From my observation, he was beaten severely about the head. Stroman Hubbard, did you see any type weapon that was used or could have been used by the occupants at this location? I did. Could you tell what type weapons these were? I saw two different weapons to my knowledge. Appeared to be a service revolvers that belonged to the police officers. Appeared to be blue steel 38 caliber Smith & Wesson pistols. In what portion or part of the house did you see these weapons? I saw one weapon on one of the subjects I fired on, which was located in a bedroom on the west side of the house, and also immediately adjoining the bedroom on the west side of the house across the hall was another bedroom, and a subject was found to be armed with one of the service revolvers. Both bedrooms more or less adjoined, one on each side of the hall, both on the west side of the house. Describe the lighting conditions in this residence. The only lights the officers had available were flashlights either used by hand or taped to their weapon. All power had been disconnected. The street lights, most of the street lights in the area were turned down and lighting was very poor except for the flashlights. Also, Hubbard, do you know the MPD number and serial number on your M16? Yes, sir, I do. Would you state the serial number? Was you and the other officers hindered in any other way as besides not having lights in the residence? Yes, sir, we were. Upon entering the residence, other members of the tax squad that were designated to throw tear gas and artillery simulators in the residence from the outside due to this Upon entering the house, the blast from the artillery simulators created a large type flash, which momentarily will blind a person for several seconds. Upon entering the house, officers on the assault team encountered approximately three of these devices and simultaneously encountered fire from within. Also, Hubbard, at any time while you were in the residence, were you confronted by the occupants? Did any of them indicate to you that they wanted to surrender. No, they did not. This concludes the statement of Patrolman Hubbard. It's going to be the statement of K.K. McNair relative to the hostage situation at 2239 Shannon Street. Officer McNair, how long have you been employed for Memphis Police Department? Going on 14 years. What is your present assignment? Memphis Police Department Tactical Unit. How long have you been with the TAC Unit? Seven years. What are your duties in the TAC Unit? My primary duties are I'm an assault team leader. Did you have occasion to be involved with the assault team January 13, 1983 at 2239 Shannon Street? Yes, sir. This particular night, what were your duties? I was an assault team leader for the possible assault of the house. Okay, as an assault team leader, is there any instructions that you give your team? How do you handle that? Well, we gather all the intelligence that's available, and then we map out what we feel would be the safest and best way for us to handle the situation. How many officers are in your assault team? 
Tonight, we utilized four primary assault team members and two backups. Explain in your own words what you observed and what actions you took in assaulting the house at 2239 Shannon. The outer perimeter people laid down a barrage of tear gas, artillery simulator, flashbang devices to cover our entry, which was at the rear of the house. This would have faced south. My number one ma'am was Officer Watson. My number two was Officer Rutherford. My number three man was Officer Summers. I was the fourth man through the door. My number five man was, well, the fifth and the sixth man really interchanged their numbers. They served the same function, Officer Hubbard and Officer Ray. They provided access to the house for us by using the battering ram. We knocked the door down. As soon as the door went down, we entered. As soon as my number one man went through the door, we received gunfire from the elevated either kitchen or bar area, which was directly in front of us. We returned fire at that point. All four primary men ran. Our secondary men, our number fifth and sixth men, came in after us to secure that room. We proceeded up the steps after securing the large game room play area to the den bar area. A number one man and number two man crossed the small hallway that led into the kitchen. As I crossed the hallway, I was shot at three times, possibly from down the hall back to the west. At that time, I spun and fired a round from my shotgun down the hall, and approximately the same time I was doing this, Officer Rutherford, who was behind me, returned fire down the hall. We proceeded to sweep the bar area, kitchen area, the front bedroom. We went into the living room where we found Officer Hester. At that time, we opened the front door and got him out, went back in and swept the rest of the house. How many times did you fire your weapon? I fired my weapon twice. What type of weapon were you firing? an 870 Remington pump shotgun. What was the lighting conditions in the house? Lighting conditions were very poor. Do you know whether or not if you hit anyone with your shotgun? No. You stated that you found Officer Hester in the front part of the house by the front door. What was his condition? Officer Hester appeared to be dead, was in fact dead. From your observation, could you tell what caused his death? Sir, he was handcuffed with his hands behind his back, and there was a tremendous amount of blood about his head. Other than that, I really don't know. After finding Officer Hester, what did you do then? We continued our sweep through the rest of the house. Did you encounter any more resistance? Yes, sir, we did. What did you do then? I personally didn't do anything. The men in front of me were the ones that encountered resistance and took the appropriate actions. For this assault, did you know for sure how many people were in the house? We had been given intelligence that from time to time there was as few as four and possibly as many as seven or eight to nine in there. Okay, exactly how many were in the house? There were seven male blacks and one male white officer. Were any weapons found in the house? Yes, sir. How many and what type? I don't know. 
I never. The only weapon that I saw personally was what appeared to be a revolver in the back bedroom, which would have been on the southwest corner of the house. Did this appear to be a police-type revolver? Yes, sir, it did. Was there any other police equipment found in the house? Um, as I recall, when we were sweeping, uh, there was batteries, what appeared to be police batteries, type they use in their radios, what appeared to be a leather jacket in the living room. Prior to the assault on the house on Shannon Street on this date, did your intelligence report reflect that how this hostage incident started? I don't know why that matters and why they'd even ask. Yes, sir, we were informed that the officers either received a call or received information that led them to the address, and while there, they were evidently ambushed. We were told that one officer was shot, didn't know how bad or where, and one officer was supposedly beaten, and one officer was taken hostage. At any time during your getting information for your intelligence report, was there ever any information regarding any certain individual in the house or possibly weapons that might be in the house. We knew that they had two officers' pistols that were taken the first night. We also received intelligence that possibly there was a large quantity of weapons. This information was given that the subject who owned the house was a sportsman and had a rather extensive gun collection. Who did you receive this information from? Sir, I don't know. We were receiving intelligence from several different sources several different policemen, several different commanding officers at that time. I don't know where, who exactly gave that information. Was there any large quantity of weapons found in the house? Sir, I didn't see any. Besides the pistol that was taken off the police officers, were there any other police equipment found inside the house? You already asked that question. There were batteries to radios, and there was a radio in the front yard, and I'm sure somewhere in the house there was another radio that he talked to the dispatcher on earlier the first night. You're speaking of the handy-talkie police radio, is that correct? Yes. Was Officer Hester's kale light found inside the house? Sir, I don't know. I personally didn't see it. I don't know why they're asking these questions. It's ridiculous. After the assault was over, there, it was learned that a number of the persons who tied the house was seven. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Were all seven of these persons fatally wounded? Yes, sir. Do you recall the location of these people after the assault? Best that I remember, there were six male blacks in what would be the front bedroom on the west side of the house, which would be directly behind the living room, and one subject was in the back bedroom on the west side of the house. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this statement? No, this concludes this statement. And then you see there's a, an addition. January 26, 1983, did you fire any other type of weapon besides the shotgun? No. Okay, folks, diagram the movement of McNair along with Summers, Watson, Rutherford went through the den into the kitchen. Then from the kitchen, they go into the northeast bedroom. In the northeast bedroom, they enter the living room, recover Hester's body, take it outside, then re-enter the living room. The living room heads southbound down the hallway, heading towards the northwest bedroom. They get to the end of the hallway, then go through the northwest bedroom, corner McNair, uh, T. 
two more suspects were shot. Then they go through the northwest bedroom into the southwest bedroom, and that's where they confront the final suspect. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up. We'll do uh, a couple more statements next episode. Obviously, most of the gunfire came from Watson and Rutherford, who are the number one and number two man. You still got uh, do C.R. Summers, number three man. Then we'll do Rutherford and Watson. All right, folks, appreciate you. As always, we'll see you down the road. <laughs>